Hello, good evening and welcome to episode 23 of Chalk Talk here on Microbrew Radio. We are live, so if you do have any questions this evening, please place them through the website www.microbrewradio.com or directly to myself via Facebook and I'll get them asked to our guest tonight, who is Jimmy Croxton. There's your applause. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, very well. Magic. Uh, just first of all, a massive thank you for coming on the show at short notice. Obviously, we had a cancellation midweek, which is never it's never nice, and it does put us at a bit of worry. But you've saved us this week, so you can feel happy about yeah. that. Listen, I'll, I'll I'll do anything at the rate you pay me, mate. Not a problem. At all. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I'll chuck you. I'll chuck you the fiver after. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. I hope you've all had a good week, guys, and I hope you're all listening in. And no doubt at all, it's going to be a great show. Um, We'll get started with the questions, mate. So how did you first get into Q-Sports? Oh, wow. Uh, it was a long, long time ago. So um, my, my dad is actually best friends with Steve James, the old snooker player from right, Panic. Okay. Obviously, Steve was in the top 10 in the world for several years. Um, and basically, it just came from from that. Started to go to sort of like the local club with my dad, local like uh, British Legion, and up to the pub with his friends on a Sunday and just started to play and Obviously, my old man noticed something that you know there was there was a bit of ability there, and um, basically came through the, the pool um, into the county trials and that kind of thing. My first ever tournament, I lost to Gaz in the final. I think I was eight, he was nine, something like that, or ten. You know, we, we, were, we were only only babies really. Um, sort of came through and obviously played. You know, obviously got into the tournaments and the tours. Went over to snooker for us for a spell um, for, for quite a few years. Didn't really play a lot of competitive pool. I used to practice a bit with Gaz and whatnot, and mm-hmm. he used to come and play snooker with me as well. And then when I fell ill, um, when I was around 17, 18, sort of came back to pool because in that interim I had to sort of start working and providing for myself. And snooker was a full-time job at the time. So yeah, of you know, to go back to that and not work and not be guaranteed any income at the time with the way that snooker was, was really tough. So... Mm-hmm. Um, pool obviously gives me that flexibility of being able to obviously earn a few quid here and there and, and, and fingers crossed pinch a few quid here and there but yeah, that's um, it. obviously it's a hobby and, and a hobby that I, I enjoy you know and um, obviously it's nice to to, to win tournaments and, and you know, earn, earn a bit of, bit, bit of dollar on the side as well yeah definitely I mean we'll, we'll talk a bit about snooker because I know you mentioned yourself that you used to play when you were younger but I've also heard from quite a few people when I mentioned I was having you on the show, that you used to be a very good player. Um, so I think you probably played it down a little bit on yourself. But um, yeah, talk to us about, you know, the standard you were at with your snooker, you know, be honest with us. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I had sort of all the attributes really to go on and, and, and maybe do something in the game. Um, you know, it, it's difficult to say, and it, and it is tough when you when you look at the snooker now. Obviously, you've got Jordan, you've got Mark Allen, you've got Jimmy Robertson doing well and Kyron and whatnot. And, Karen's a little bit younger than me, but I came through the ranks with like Mark Allen's. Mm-hmm. Judd was a few years again, sort of younger than me, but he was at that level from a very young age. Um, but at, at my sort of time, I was I was classed as a pro at the time. But it was a, it was a lot different back then with the challenge tours and and that kind of thing. So you know, I was even though I was classed as a professional player, I, I wasn't really um, as such, but. Um, there was something called the Golden Waistcoat Tour, which was really the premier um, series of events throughout the country for anyone sort of 21 and under. So okay. in them events, you had Ding, um, Liam Monk, who was, you know, he's, he's one of the amateur pool players now. He, he was very, very good uh, in his younger days. Jamie Cope, Jamie O'Neill, Jimmy Robertson, Mark Allen. All them names that you sort of see doing very, very well now, they were they were all there. Um, and the Golden Waistcoat is something that I won the series. I think it was two or three years on the trot. Um, yeah. I won several. I didn't win every event, but I won the, the overall series, you know, uh, over a, a good distance of time. So, yeah, I could, I could compete and, and um, you know, I was, I, was, I was doing well. Um, obviously, the diabetes didn't help and... and um, because I've been really, really poorly with that in the past, but I'm not saying that's the, that's the, you know definitely the, the the deciding factor of why mm-hmm. I didn't make it at snooker. But it will play a part, though, wasn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it, it certainly didn't help, you know. And, and obviously, probably at the time when that happened, it was at the time where I, was, you know, sort of 18, sort of found drink, and 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 obviously yep. you, you 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 become a man, and 
Um, you know, other factors as well probably, you know, didn't help. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was, I was pr- pretty good. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, I mean, me out, for sure. You hit seven one four sevens. You mentioned to me. I mean, that's mm-hmm. you know that alone in itself is is very good. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say was kind of your biggest scalp? In snooker, I know. I know you mentioned you you won the golden waistcoat a few times, but if you had to give us your biggest win, like sing, like not single frame, but a single match win, uh, oh, I don't know. It was such a long time ago. Um, I mean, Mike Allitt still owes me a, a car. To be honest, that, that I mean, okay. I play about that. So we were we were actually in um, Butlins on a holiday, me and my old man, and um, Mike Allitt was doing a bit of an exhibition at the time. He was kind of still up there you know mm. in the in the rankings i was only only young and i can't remember the exact i'd have to ask me old man but there was there was something like 23 behind and there was like the colors left on and he he had a brand new mercedes at the time all right he threw his keys out and he went if you clear these up kid i'll give you my car and i did <laughs> of course you did <laughs> and uh, they, they were tough they, they, they really were tough and obviously of course, he played it down, whatever. But you know, Mark, if you're listening, which I don't think you will be, but uh, I'll forward him the link, mate. I'll forward him the link. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> me about it. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, you know, how far would you say you were away from kind of making it as a full time profession? Yeah, I mean, I'd done it from a very young age. I mean, obviously, I had the the, the support of my dad from the age of sort of ten, eleven, when I started to show a little bit of promise. Um, I got to the final of the English under 15s. Uh, Judd actually beat me in the final of that at the time, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I certainly had the ability to to go on and and, and do good things, and um, for for one reason or another, it, it never really materialised. And, and I'd love to go and maybe give it another go and try get back on the circuit. I mean, I've got friends obviously out there that still play. Obviously, I'm good friends with, with Mark Selby and. Um, Liam Arfield as well, who's who's probably in the you know hovering around the forties at the minute. He's he's right up there. So uh, you know, but to to give up your job and your livelihood because it is a full time job. It's it's not pool. Mm-hmm. You know, snooker is that difficult that you would have to play six, seven, eight hours a day. Yeah, but you know, certainly, you know, it, it, it would certainly take over your life. So to give up that that you know good wage and and you know the life that I've got now to do that. Someone would have to come in and go. Okay, well, I'll pay you wages for a couple of years. Give it a go. And, and let's be honest, no one's really going to do that unless they've yeah, of course. kind of got a, a bottomless pit and 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 have got all the the faith in the world. But yeah, I'd love to to, to sort of think that I could maybe get back and and play a little bit. But obviously, pools my game now, and um, I kind of am enjoying where I'm at with it all. And 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 yeah, you know, it's it's one of them games where I've made a lot of friends. I think I'm quite well respected as, mm-hmm. as, a, as a player and and as a person, more importantly. Um, and, and that's such an important thing for me. Um, and, and Pool has given me that. It's given me the, you know, and Snooker has given me the chance to to travel and, and see different places and meet different people. And I've had an amazing time doing it, all thanks to my dad, really. So, Yeah, that's, that's class. Um, obviously, you're an ultimate pro now. How did that... Did you struggle with that transition from from snooker to pool? Because I know a few snooker players that have come into pool, and it's it, you know it's not always been a doddle for them because they're that used to playing snooker, and it is a completely different game. Did you struggle with that transition, or were you you know did you take easy to it? Uh, well, no, because obviously I started with pool, so pool was my first kind of love, and and, and I played at a decent junior level. Uh, went to, to snooker and still kept my arm in at pool every now and again, and played in the local leagues and whatnot. So not not really. The oddest transition, I think, is you know, for, for us as players, has been the you know the different rule sets mm-hmm. and, and and things like that, and um, you know, it's been frustrating. You know, unless you're kind of Gareth, who's gone on to do unbelievable things. You know, obviously, he's done unbelievable things in eight ball, and so has Mick. But unless you've gone on to like they have with with China and different things, there's only two or three players who, who play eight ball who've who've ever really you know made a, a great living from it and continue to do so. The rest of us kind of have always had that carrot dangled for us and, and it's never really materialised until now. So, you know, without the introduction of Ultimate Pool, there's a lot of people out there who are sceptical. There's a, obviously loads on social media, which I don't get involved with, sort of throwing it down and slagging it off and different things. And, uh, you know, I, I know what I see. Um, but I can honestly say that until now, 
we've never had the opportunity to play for the money that we're playing for. Mm-hmm. We've never been profiled as big as it is now. So yeah. if it, if it's never going to become, you know, a dart or, or, or a bigger sport, now it probably never will do. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Um, you know, just how much do you enjoy the, you know, the ultimate pro, you know, the playing and everything? I've, I've seen you being interviewed. I've seen you commentate and, you know, you look really comfortable and you seem like it's, you know, it's where you belong. Just how much do you enjoy it? Absolutely love it. And, and I think that it's not always been that way. Um, I think it's no secret, and I've mentioned it a few times, why I've been doing the commentary and, and spoke to a few people that through lockdown, uh, you know, I really, really struggled with my mental health. I kind of let the situation get the better of me. And we, we've obviously all got different views on, on what happened, but I wasn't in a great place. And, and I have a, allowed it to affect my results over the years, you know, with my temper and, and not being at the level where I want to be and finding it frustrating. And of course, things start to spiral out of control. So when that happens, you, you tend to have the luck go against you as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and it's taken a long time for me to get kind of where I am. You know, things off the table have, have been just as crucial to my successes that I have had as, as what I've done on the table. Um, but the, the, the platform that Ultimate Pool have given us is is quite unbelievable and, and long may it continue because we are playing for, for the best money we've ever played for by a mile. Yeah, The best of players, you know, bar, you know, a handful of players are playing on the Ultimate Pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so every tournament that you win is like winning a, a world championship. Yeah. Um and and yeah, it's great, you know, obviously when especially when you're getting the results as well, it's it's brilliant. Obviously when when the results aren't going for you, it's frustrating. But obviously I have an involvement with the with the commentary guys and I've done a bit of the studio work as well and, and I've really thrived doing that. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping that, that you know, when, when my eyes have failed me and I can no longer win the uh, seniors tours and stuff, then uh, I may have, you know, a bit of a future, you know, doing that. But for now I'm in, in a real lucky position because I've got a few great sponsors. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention them. I, uh, I'm not sure yeah, what the rules are. I mean, I mean, I'd, I allow usually at the end, I'd, I'm, I say to, to yeah. give your sponsors a shout out, but if you want to mention them now, mate, you, you crack yeah. on. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'll do it at the end. But, um, you know, obviously, as I said, that my dad's been the biggest advocate of, of any success I've had. He's easily spent hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds, you know, sort of taking me here, there and everywhere to follow my dream. Um, and he, he's now kind of back on the scene with me, he comes away with me and he, and he loves it. But I'm really looking in, in the fact that I work for a company at the moment that, you know, I've got a good job and, and, I, and I earn good money, but they sponsor me to play. Yeah. And I, like I said, I will give them a mention at the end, but in terms of time off, uh, uh, they give me an unlimited amount of time off. So if I've got the tour coming up for arguments, they give me that whole week off paid. Um, you know, it doesn't come out my holiday allowance. You know, so I'm, I'm in a really fortunate position with that. Um, and, I, and I don't think I'd get that anywhere else. So w- without that, it probably wouldn't be as enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But um, I do thank my lucky stars that kind of things that have turned around over over the last for 18 months. And I'm in a bit of a different headspace now with with, with the whole game and, and, and where I'm at. And um, it's starting to reflect in my results a little bit because I think over the last few months, obviously been to the final of the Masters, just got through the, the Pairs Cup with Liam and I came close in, in the Players' Championship to the week. I played some some great pool. There's, a, there's far more good than than bad. So um, in, in, from an enjoyment point of view, I don't think I've, I've enjoyed it as much as I am right now. Yeah, that's good. I, mean, I think there's no doubt that there's... You know, you'll be around for a while, whether it's playing. And as you say, when your eyes go, you, you'll still be there. As I as I say, when I've seen you about on there, you look so comfortable doing what you're doing. So you know, mm-hmm. fair play to you. What what would you say? You know, I know you mentioned you you struggled mentally with things like lockdown and things like that. What would you say helped you mental wise in kind of getting your game back, gaining your positivity again? I just think that, that you know, obviously. Putting some practice in does help. Of course it does. I am a big believer that I can overplay. You know, not everyone's the same. You know, you, you look at Gareth, you know, he, he goes in and he's relentless. You know, he's, he's, he's there five, six hours a day. I think that would probably be too much for me. And that's not me being a, a prima donna or saying that that isn't the best method for Gareth, because obviously it is. 
Um, and, and I've, you know, obviously Gareth is, is the player that I look up to and in my opinion is the best that's ever lived. Um, people may argue, but we're all entitled to our opinion. But it, yeah. I think I'm at the stage now where when I am playing, I'm enjoying it and and I'm playing some good stuff. It's been no secret to certainly the, the pool community that my break has probably been my Achilles heel for, for, for as long as I can remember. Uh, you know, it, it was like a just a non-existent break. Now and again, I'd knock a good break in and, and it, obviously I can play the game to a decent level. So I was still capable of clearing up them, them tough finishes, but I had a break you made um, not too long ago and just mentally, I think it's working. I mean, break seems to have improved tenfold. You know, is it perfect? No. And I still continue to work on my break mm-hmm. uh, to, to improve it because I think the standard that we're at now, if you watch Liam, the weekend just gone, my, my doubles partner, his break is huge and he's only two foot three. You know, so <laughs> the, the way that he hits him, you know, if you're playing someone who's breaking like that, you've got to return the favour. Mm-hmm. So um, having having that that break you made and having my, my cue rebalanced and uh, redesigned and obviously I had a new case, the Joker case, and I was just in a different headspace and, and everything just seems to kind of be, be a bit of fun, a bit harmless, but... Because of my state of mind, I want to be there at tournaments. Yeah. And the practice I'm putting in, I'm playing well. So I'll go in the club and I'll do some routines. And if I'm hitting the ball well and not missing anything, I'll come off. Because in my mind, it's, well, it can only get worse from this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I think that if I can go into every event like that and, and, and enjoy being there and play good pool, I know that I'm capable of winning events or and certainly going deep in events. And if I, if things don't go my way and I play bad, yet it upsets me and yet it's frustrating, but it's a very quick reflection and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. And I, and it wasn't like that through lockdown with, with different things off the table and on the table, sort of family issues and, and, and the usual, you know, sort of day-to-day issues that we all have with yeah. partners and, and different things. Um, but one thing that's, I think over the last maybe six months, certainly, one thing that's massively helped me and my state of mind is that I'm, I've now got 50% custody of my son. Okay, yeah. Just turned 16. Obviously, I've always been a part of his life, but it, it's been quite tough mm-hmm. at times. Um, obviously, I won't go into to, to details, but, you know, um, spending more time with him, going to the, the football with him and, and going away matches and that kind of thing, and just, you know, being generally happier off the table is having a massively positive impact on yeah. the way I feel when I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's class. Listen, I, you know, I, I know where you're coming from to an extent. My, you know, my my lad's four, but he is he is my world at the end of the day. Um, and I'm really happy for you that you've that you've managed to get fifty percent custody. That's class. It is class news. Um, what would you what would you say what would you say would be the thing to make ultimate pool improve? What would what would you think could be the thing to help with that? It's difficult, isn't it? Because we, we don't see the sort of business day to day. You know, we've got to remember that that um, the team, of, you know, and, and Mark, especially, they've, they've put millions of pounds into this, you know, um, money that we could only ever imagine having ourselves. And the time that goes into it, of course, they're going to make errors and mistakes. Um, it's a business. It's, it's like anything, but... But for me, obviously, it's always nice to say, yeah, let's, let's be playing for more money and let's get on the telly every time. And, and you see people out there going, well, well, why would I pay for an app? And, you know, some people are, don't get it because pools never had that that platform. Some people don't understand what they're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of sports are going that way. You know, unless you're generating millions in, in sponsorship, which which not many sports do, Um then you're not going to get mainstream telly because the costs associated, and you probably know yourself, having the studio and whatever the costs associated with that are, are, are getting bigger. Mm-hmm. So to get on the telly, you, you can only imagine. Um, so yeah, I mean, it would be nice to sort of see things improve and be busier with the calendar. And, and, and I'm led to believe that next year that we're going to see a few changes, um, maybe in the fact of how many professionals we have. I know that there's a lot happening in other countries with ultimate pool Malta and Ireland and Australia and that kind of thing. So that says to me that they're probably going to be able to have their own tournaments rather than traveling all over the world and, and making it unaffordable, which is, which is great. 
Um, and, and I think that um, for, for me, it would be nice to see Ultimate go into like sporting venues and, and arenas. Yeah. But again, there's a cost associated with that. And, and, and it's not a bottomless pit at the end of the day. You know, it's got to be, um, from a business point of view, it's got to be right. Mm-hmm. And it's got to show promise. And, 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 you know, you've got to understand that the people putting these hours and, and, and the money in, and it is millions of pounds, are going to want to see some sort of return. I've never understood this mentality of when people run tournaments, people expect their everything to be paid out. Well, hang on. You've got a tournament organiser that sat there all day costed him money to eat and drink all day probably could go work and earn, earn more money than what he's doing sitting there yeah yet they expect all the prize money to be paid out i've never understood that mentality myself you know it's a full-time job whether you're playing in a tournament or running one mm-hmm. yeah so I, I i do i do get that there is a a big wage bill um so it's it's sort of slowly slowly catchy monkey for me um but in terms of um my first thing that i'd like to see is Maybe the venues change a little bit. I mean, obviously, it's great for me because the events like the pairs and the plays, they're all at my club. It's literally round the corner. I could literally walk off now out the door to the club and back, and we'd still have time to finish this interview. That's how close I live to the club. Go, go for a frame if you want, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, obviously, in terms of the, the, the series, it would be nice to see it in, you know, either bigger hotels or sporting venues and have a bit more publicity that way. Excuse me. Yeah, that's uh, that's completely fair. Um, obviously, you mentioned you just done the pairs with uh, with Liam White, and you topped your group um, to make it through. How was that experience? Excuse me, I've got an horrendous cold. Um, yeah, it was it was um, it was great. I mean, I was with Liam last year. We're, we're extremely good friends. We trust each other. Uh, we have a good laugh. And obviously, Liam's just come off the back of qualifying through probably what some people would deem as the hardest group so far yeah. in the play championship. So despite him being fatigued and he, and he did look like he was just ready to drop by the end of it. And he did have a little dip in one of our matches where he just didn't look like he was with it for, you know, 15 minutes. Um, I love playing with Liam. You know, we practice together. We're great friends. We have a laugh. We confide in each other with, with stuff off the table. So, you know, when that trust is there, Everything else sort of goes away, and we, we, you know, obviously he's playing brilliant at the minute. Obviously coming off the back of that weekend, so it was it was probably a good time for us to play because he's full of confidence and he knows the table. I feel that I'm in a good, good, good mental place, and um, yeah, I mean, obviously apart from the the last game, really, where we were giving a bit of a scare at the start, we, we, it seemed pretty, you know, plain sailing. Obviously, it's not that, and. Um, you know, you're playing against people that you know, you respect, and it's tough. And four frames or 20 minutes, you know, you haven't got all the time in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an event that I think everyone looks forward to. Um, and, and although, you know, it's not the be-all and end-all winning it, it is would be something nice for us to, to, to win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because you, you can see what can come from, from the back of it. And, and certainly in terms of the publicity from the back of winning something like that, when we're trying to grow that online social media presence within the game, certainly for Liam and me as well, who, who are currently in the process of building our own, you know, kind of portfolio with the socials, it'd be brilliant to to, to take something like that. Yeah, definitely. His his black was ridiculous the other day. Um, off, yeah, off the yellow. And he, and he played it. I was yeah, there watching, mate, and, it, and, he, and he lined it up. And obviously, there's a few people that are going to go fluke and so and and, and, and you're going to get that. Ah, you can you can watch him just blatantly line it. Yeah, it, it. it's it, it's an absolutely unbelievable, probably one of the best shots I've ever seen. But it doesn't surprise me that he gets it because, it, and I think he has obviously said on one of his interviews that that's the kind of shot that he has been playing on his TikToks. Mm-hmm. It's something that you spot now yeah. rather than not spot, you know. So it wasn't an, an outrage. I mean, not quite as good as mine from a couple of weeks ago, you know. I, I must <laughs> put that out there. And, and I need to clear something up, but everyone thinks my shot was a fluke. I don't know where they've had that from. <laughs> no, it was. I mean, I knew that, you know, the way I was hitting it, it, it could go either corner pocket, the direction I was hitting it in. Uh, and obviously I did put my hand up and, 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 and the hand really was, you know, I could have obviously swaggered around and pretended I played it. And some players may have, but you've got to be respectful to your opponents. And obviously Tom Ford, I mean, I, I know he's his partner as well, but... Tom Ford is a, is a guy, again, I looked up to 
as a junior snooker player. He's gone on to be, you know, one of the best snooker players in the world. He's, he's right up there in the rankings. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's someone that I have a lot of time for and a lot of respect for, and I wouldn't dream of not putting my hand up. Um, and, and obviously, he said between the frames, you know, it was the only shot on and we had a good laugh about it. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, it helps us towards the win and, and you, you've got to take them when they come. You definitely do, because they happen against you just as often as they happen for you, don't they? If not more. <laughs> You know what I mean? Over the last few months, I mean, things seem to sort of going the other way a little bit now, and I'm I'm getting a bit more luck, but uh, yeah, it happens to us all, of course. Enjoy it while it's happening, mate. Enjoy it. Um, so, obviously, in, in Ultimate Pool, you play against the very best, you know, the, the top players of the world. Um, how do you kind of keep, when you're off the table and you're sat there and you're, you're watching, how do you keep in the positive mindset of that you you know, you can still stay in the game when you, when say you're watching Gareth, who's just just knocking all the balls in, and it's it's obviously it's going to be a tough match anyway. But how do you keep positive? Because a lot of people would just lose their head and maybe lose interest. But you guys, you're professionals. You know, what's your kind of tactics? Well, I can I can speak on on both sides of this because I it wasn't too long ago that I was letting it, that kind of thing affect me. Mm-hmm. I was sat in my chair and shaking my head and looking up for the pigeons in the corner of the room and uh, as we all do. And and I was in such a bad place on reflection, you know, that, you, you know, when you come to the table, you're still in that negative mindset. You've got to snap out of it. So for me, you know, that one bit of advice I would, I would give people and, and, and especially young players coming through is control the controllables. You can't do nothing while your opponent's at the table. And I think ultimate pool is, is a great thing to watch because you'll see so many matches where, someone will be out of the match and within minutes they're right back in it. Yeah. That that you know, the game of pool can can give you that, can give you them opportunities in such a short space of time and so quickly that you're never ever out of a match until that buzzer goes. Mm-hmm. So for me you've, you've got to sit in your chair. I, I, I try to sort of do deep breathing exercises, which again comes from my younger days when I had a, a snooker coach and he used to have me deep breathing in through my nose, out through my mouth, just to keep me, me heart rate down and, and keep me calm. And I kind of do that you know, without go, sort of going, you know, and looking like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm exhaling like I'm at the gym. But, um, you know, you, you can't do nothing while you're a parent at the table. So if anything, for me, you know, of late especially, I actually quite enjoy watching someone else play brilliant around the table. Yeah. Because if that can't get you up to go, okay, well, I'm going to show you what I can do then you don't really yeah. belong on the table. Yeah, that's a fair way of looking at it. Definitely. Um, who's the best player you've faced? Pool t- on, the, on the pool table. Gaz, yeah. No hesitation. How relentless he is and just, just you know, how, how he kind of lives his life. Again, he's a, he's, a, he's a good example of how to live your life off the table. You know, he obviously works out every day. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's in the club, he's practising, he, he absolutely lives for it and, you know, he's obviously running a business and building a house and everything going on in his life. He seems to kind of organise it very, very well. It's probably a little bit more chaotic than what we realise, but he, he obviously does it very well now. Um, I, you know, that's no disrespect to your mix and your, you know, your Toms and your Mellings and them sort of players because they're all absolutely world class. You know, mm-hmm. one player I, I hold in, in very, very high regard is Jack, you know, and... and um, you know, everyone has their, their their qualities, but in terms of a formidable opponent, I mean, just the other week in the Players' Championships, I feel like I was playing some really good pool, and to be honest, he didn't miss a thing against me. He never seems to, to be honest. I'll be glad when he goes back to China full-time. <laughs> but it's one, it's one less player that I've got to put up with, practising with, and, and you know, because sometimes you can be sat in your chair for a long period. Yeah. But, we you know, we, we do practise together. We are really close friends, and um, I'm, I'm very spoiled here because... I have an array of probably what you would say world-class players. You know, I've got Neil Raybone, I've got Andy Blurton, I've got Rob Warren, I've got Liam White, I've got Gareth Potts, I've got Lee Kendall, I've got Jake McCartney when he's here. He's obviously an adopted Stokey when he's here. And then just down the road, I've got Jack Whelan, Clint Ianson. You know, I'm, I'm within sort of an hour, I've got seven or eight of some of the world's yeah. greatest players. So... You know, I, I am so so lucky to to have that, and and not everyone has got that. So, I'm I'm blessed in that department, really. Yeah, that's fair. Now I'm going to put you on the spot for the next few minutes. Something a, a little bit a little bit of fun. When, yeah, when, you, when you've stopped sneezing. 
Yeah, just a horrendous. I don't know what it is. I think it's the change in temperature. I've got like a really tickly throat. So, <laughs> well, at least you're still with us, and you haven't keeled over yet, mate. So it's, it's a bonus. <laughs> right, I'm gonna fire over some quick fire questions. Um, you know, you don't have to explain your answers. You you just gotta just straight answer me, yeah. <laughs> okay. Good stuff, and you know, people you choose may or may not be listening. So just just so you know that that's a little. That's on the fine print at the bottom, all right. Nothing to add. People will always say that I don't pull any punches. I'm not really fussed about that. Good. That's all right, then. Here we go. Okay. Best one-frame player you've played with? Got him on the first one. Got him on the first one. Sorry? With or again? Um, Either. Either, yeah. Chris Mellon. Okay. Best Q action? Yes. Best safety game? Wow. I have to split this between three. Um, at his best, Lee Kendall, Neil Raybone, and Adam Davis. Um, they, they're all absolutely brilliant. Certainly, if you look back at World Rules, they were so difficult to beat. Um, yeah, those three are... are very difficult opponents to overcome, regardless of what level they're at. If they're playing bad, they still make it very difficult for you. Yeah, okay. This is going to be a tough one, because obviously you play with a lot of professionals, but the most competitive? Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to say Rob Warren, and I'm going to give a reason why I say Rob Warren. Because I think Rob is one of them that, that kind of lives with his heart on his sleeve a little bit, and he does get emotional about the game. But he clearly absolutely loves it. And, and every time he comes to the table, he wants to just ruin someone. So I think I'm, I'm going to have to, say, have to say, Rob, as class as he is, I think he's very, not always in the best way, and I'm sure he'd be the first to admit, but he's very passionate about yeah. winning. That's fair. Okay. Worst loser? Rob Warren. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Yeah, Rob, yeah. Rob's, Rob's been pretty, pretty bad, I think, on a few occasions. But... Um, Again, it's nothing that he won't admit himself, I don't think. That's fair enough. The best money match player you've ever seen? Ronan. Yep. Okay. He's actually on his way here. He's staying mine for the weekend because he's playing this weekend. So it's pity he didn't walk through the doors. I was going to say, yeah, we could have had you on together if we knew. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The best breaker? Well, I mean, there's so many, isn't there? I mean, Gazi's break's brilliant. Um, Jax is awesome. But pound for pound, I'm going Liam White. Yeah, okay. Because his break shouldn't be that good. It defies... <laughs> for someone of two foot three. <laughs> Liam. Okay. Uh, the most luckiest player? Oh, without a shadow... Well, I think without a shadow of a doubt. I think Raybone has his fair share of luckiest but the luckiest player ever is Don Cooney. There's absolutely no doubt about okay. it. Team, okay. They call themselves Team Blessed. Um, you know, it is, it is somewhere else that point. Okay. Uh, the best drunk player you've ever seen? Oh, God. Wow, what a question that is. <laughs> best drunk player. Some players, when they've had a lot of alcohol, are unbelievable. Best drunk player. Wow. That's a tough one, that, you know. That's a real, real <laughs> tough You know what? I'm going to say my old man because he, he goes into the pub and he has, has a skinful and always takes the lads on for money and nine times out of ten he's ringing me I've won 50 quid here and I've won 30 <laughs> quid there so of course he's not the best standard but in terms of the way he does it and how he does it is is, is something else so I'm going to say my dad Class Love it The best doubler of a ball Ooh Raybone or Adam Davis again without a doubt they're both unbelievably good at it Okay and last one, the best down the rails. Do you think I'm too bad myself, you know? Yeah, take it, mate. You had to put yourself in at some point. Take it. <laughs> this is my show. I'm taking it. Yeah, good lad. <laughs> there we go. Love it. No. <laughs> Brilliant. That's the end of the quick fire questions, mate. I thought I'd put you on the spot for a minute. Um, and you answered well. So happy days. Let's get back to uh, we'll get back to the interview. Um there's going to be some characters around Ultimate Pool. You know, you're all you're all professionals. Who would you say is the biggest, the biggest character that's about the place? Oh well, there's there's, there's so many. You know, I, I mean, it, I think that's why I've I've struggled kind of 
and missed the boat in a way on, on the money match scene because obviously you, you, you want to try and build up from a player who you think you know you, you should beat and, and build you up slowly and but for me now obviously I'm at the level where I'm not going to get someone I should beat and obviously if you know you play someone like a Shane who plays a lot of money matches and you 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 know you go on to beat him well you've got nowhere to go mm-hmm. um so I, I get on with absolutely everyone that I don't think there's anyone that that I've kind of ever really fell out with um and I don't get on with so it, it, it's really tough because I you know I've got a great circle of friends within the pool community um and and they all kind of bring something to the party but I'm gonna say just because um I've, I've spent a season with him sharing a room with him and just knowing how kind of naturally funny he is without him even knowing it I'm gonna say Ronan he's just such a great person to be around and um, you know, when, when he, he kind of when when we've been out before for a few drinks and the, the thing that comes out to the dance tunes like that, it's just it's remarkable. But he's he's a great guy and and someone I obviously I hold in the very highest regard, both on and off the table. Ah, brilliant. Okay, excellent answer. Um, so you mentioned earlier you you know you've you've won a couple of professional champions titles, I believe. What would you put? What would you pin as your best achievement in your career oh yeah i mean obviously winning them two pro events is is, is massively up there um you know it, it was a great achievement although at the time um you know there was a few players that, that weren't about you know obviously there'd been a big split within the, within the pool community at the time because it was black ball and, and and world rules um so yeah, okay, they are pro events, but are they really pro events? It's difficult to put it into words, really, about how I feel about them because they're, they're massive events, and I'm very proud of, of winning them. But it's better when all the players are there together. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to say probably me, either me, me final in the Supreme Series before Ultimate came about, or me Masters final because you know even though I lost both finals to. Um, Scott Gillespie and, and Carl Boys, respectively. Um, it felt like the the strength and depth of the tournaments and and everyone was competing in them. To even get that deep is is a huge huge achievement. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd have to say that. Obviously, I've, I've achieved quite a lot as an amateur. You know, I've probably won every amateur event there is to win, and 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 won a lot of pro ams and travelled up and down the country and 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 won this and that. But um, to sort of do so well in them kind of events with that class of player in every single round that you play is um, is something I'm, I'm immensely proud of. Yeah, fair play, mate, fair play. Um, so what does the future hold for Jimmy Croxton? Um, to be honest, I don't know. Um, obviously, I'm going to continue playing. I think that I can still very much compete at the top level and... As I said, I'm I'm in a, a very different frame of mind now, where I'm I'm enjoying picking up my cue um, every time I play. You know, I, I want to be there, which is a, a massive thing for me. I think that I genuinely believe that a lot of my successes have come when I'm in a better state of mind off the table. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, having the, the circle of friends that I have, you know, at work and and, and in the club as well, that the, the lads and, and and the girls that that support me and send me messages and, and, and the people I practice with, they have a massive influence on my life. You know, I try to be quite choosy about who I choose to spend my time with. Um, but the people that are around me, and I know some of them are listening in tonight, you know, that they, they have played a massive part in pulling me out of a, a hole I was in. Yeah. That wasn't a nice place. And of course, we all have a dips and we all have problems getting on, you know, at home life and whatever. And um, But for, for me, um, it's kind of sort of, now my son's at that age where he's going to start college, he wants to be a chef. He was starting college, he just started his first job. It's more about kind of showing him the right attitude yeah. and, and the right, sort of way to go about things so regardless of whether I win another event ever again or not the application 
you know, to, towards doing what you do and the attitude and being right with people is a far bigger lesson for me to pass on. So, you know, pool aside or everything really, pool, pool and personal life, for me, it's just about making sure that I enjoy the time that I have with the people that I love and pool will, will just fall into being a part of that. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, it's a great answer, mate. Um, obviously life is uh, life is what's most important um, I think we'll all agree we're going to do something else that's a little bit fun now um, something that I didn't mention to you before but it's something that I give every guest a chance to do and we're going to build your own five-a-side pool team right and I want um, I want reasons for why you pick the people that you pick now you are going to be in the team it's your show as you said you are number one of the team You've got right. four players to pick, and I'm pretty sure you'll be fine picking reasons as to, as to why you pick them for. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be players that you've played with, you know. So it's going to be a lot of them. And this is why it's this is why it's usually tough for people because they've got like a, a pool of fifty amazing players to pick from. Yeah, let's let's let, let's do it. Let's let's go for um, let's go for Gaz first off. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's my best mate. Um, Obviously, he's relentless and, in my opinion, the best player that's ever played. So I think that you'd be absolutely bonkers not to pick him in your team. Fair. And obviously, you know, I've played with him in, in team events as well. And, and because people look up to him and because people respect him, it kind of brings the best out in other people. So I think he's the first on the list with, without a shadow of a doubt. It's a good start. Yeah, it's not a bad start, is it? <laughs> could be a lot worse, couldn't it? Could be a lot worse. Um I'm gonna pick. Um, wow, I'm gonna pick Ronan again, purely down to experience, purely down to the fact of what he would bring to the team as a person, um, and and how he would probably relax people around him and doesn't take himself too seriously. Um, okay. I think it it'd be good to have him both on and off the table in in, in them kind of environments. Yeah. Ronan. Um, I'm going to pick. So I've got two more, right? Yeah, you've still got two. This is really tough. I'm going to pick Melin because, again, you know, obviously Melin is, is world class. He's like the Ronnie, isn't he, of, 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 of pool, really. He can kind of play all the Q sports at a very high level. He's full of confidence. He's obviously a great lad to get on with. And, and I think that, you know, when you're talking about you know, taking out them finishes that no no one expects you to get, then then you're not going to go far wrong with with Chris. No, definitely not. He'd definitely be a pick. I'm picking the right team here, me. I don't know. I've managed to get into this team. <laughs> You've done well here, mate. Captain. And, uh, Captain the last one's really tough because there's so many players. You know, obviously there's there's obviously Lee Kendall, there's Adam Davis, there's Neil. There's there's, there's so many players, but purely from the fact that we get on so well. Um, we, we, we're really close friends as, as I am with so many people but we're really close friends and the fact that he's my doubles partner and I trust him and and he, he seems to have kind of started to find the results that, that he, he's capable of and the fact that his break's massive and I know that in a team environment he would give it the big one and he would you know, act up a little bit and he, and he would kind of play that sportsmanship kind of role I'm going to pick Liam White yep okay and listen, this. Sorry to the lads I didn't pick because there's so many of them out there that are really close friends. They're going to be fuming. They're going to be raging with you. Walking to my team, but <laughs> that's my team. No, that's um, listen. That's not a bad team at all. Um, you know, we've had some we've had some whopping teams on this show, but that's uh, that's going to take some stopping. Um, <laughs> no, that's brilliant. You know, we're coming near the end now, mate. We've uh, we've spoken about a lot. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you the opportunity before I close out the show to give any shout outs, you know, any of your sponsors, family, whoever you want to shout out to that may be listening. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it and really appreciate your time. Um, I think for me, I'd, I'd obviously want to shout out to just all my mates, really, that are kind of just there for me and 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 make me realise how lucky I am to have a, a you know a great circle of friends that that no matter what's going on in my personal life, they can always know how to pick me up and. And um, 
keep me keep me head straight. And and I think those people, you know, certainly know know who they are. Obviously, these things wouldn't be possible without my sponsors. You know, my sponsors are are amazing. So I've got to give a shout out to Obzo Global, who is my employer and my sponsor. That you know, giving me all the time off I need to to pursue, you know, a bit of a career in pool and um, really supporting me and giving me the opportunity to to work for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawrence Thomason um, of, of now Pool Life and and and. It was obviously Octagon, and there was a million different things that he's, he's obviously done um, with different businesses. But he's now doing Pool Life, which is the, the, the podcast and stuff, and the videos with Call Boys. He's traveling around the world playing nine ball as the average pool player. And, um, you know, he, he kind of sponsored me at the start of lockdown when I first got made redundant. So without him, I probably wouldn't be here now because mm-hmm. he, he was the one that's kind of stuck by me over the last three or four years. And and he literally pays for for, for everything, he, you know. Um, and he and he made it all possible. And he continues to back me. And, he, and again, you know, he's a great friend. So thank you to him for for, for doing that. Um, I'd like to give a, a shout out to Doctor Q, who's obviously worked on on my cues for me, um, done an amazing job, put me in a different frame of mind with my break because of the break cue and, and different things and. He redesigned my cues and, and sort of branded them as the Joker cues and, and the really nice and the, the great. So, you know, big, big, huge thanks to, to him. Obviously, there's been a couple of sponsors that have put money in over the years that, that are no longer with me. But, you know, thank you to them as well, because they've obviously massively contributed to, to different things. Bruce Cronin uh, is another one of, of Perceptive Protection, who, who again, you know, um, put money in and, and, and backed me when he didn't really have to, I didn't really know Bruce at the time and, and we met up and we instantly clicked and we continue to be good friends and and he, obviously he's on my top um, and, and a massive, massive shout out of course to Gaz and Lee at the club because you know, they, they just allow me to sort of treat the club like a home, you know, I walk in there like I own the place, I go behind the bar, you know, and I, I help the guys out and I've done a bit of work for them and helped them out and stuff. And then like, like I say, being right with people is, is so important. And without Lee and Gaz giving me some of the best facilities in the country at the club, all for gratis, you know, they, they don't charge me. You know, in terms of table time and table hours, it's hundreds of thousands of pounds mm-hmm. that they've given over the years to, to play in the best conditions and enabled me to kind of own, you know, my, 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 my skills. Um, so, you know, a, a huge thank you to them. Um, you know, they, they've been unbelievable sort of support and, of course, you know, friends as well. Um, a shout out to my lad because um, obviously everything's for him anyway, as, as you know, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's always supporting me and always messaging me and, and we kind of do things as father and son that, that sort of make me happy. So keeps me in it in a good frame of mind and keeps me you know having something to yeah sort of aim towards really and, and, and achieve but obviously the biggest one is my dad you know he's I'm trying to not get too cheery here but with I am um, you know I'd be nothing really yeah I completely understand um, me he's been kind of always there no matter what no matter how much of a you know a pain in the arse I've been, he's been uh, he's been the driving force and the bank of dad and you know he, he absolutely loves it and, and always seems to say kind of the right things to to sort of pull me back in, which is so important. Yeah, um, listen, I'm I'm sure yeah. you've I'm sure you've made him proud, mate. You know what I mean? Look at look at what you've done and the things you've won and yeah. what you're doing now. You know what I mean? I hope so, and and. You know, despite all that, you know, and, and and putting all that to the side with the pool and and different things, obviously he's my best mate. Yeah. You know, we we do we do go the football together and we knock about together and the way we talk to each other, you would you would never, you would never believe we're like father and son. You know, we look we obviously look alike, but we we it's kind of like watching two best mates in the pub. You know, it's just mm-hmm. the relationship we have is is special. That's brilliant, mate. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, there's a million thank yous I could give to everyone. You know, but. They're the people, really. They're, they're the, you know, the driving force, you know, behind everything. And, and without them, I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah, that's class, mate. Listen, it's been amazing having you on the show, mate. 
um, you know, it's been a brilliant interview and I'm sure everyone listening will agree with that as well. Um, for anyone that hasn't, that hasn't managed to catch it live, obviously it will be available, the link straight after the show for Mixcloud. Um, I'm just going to close out the show now, um, Jimmy, but if you just hang around and we'll, we'll have a little chat, chat after, okay? Top man. Um, yeah, so just a couple of shout outs for myself, obviously, to my sponsors um, here at Markaby Radio with Chalk Talk. We've got Tawan, um, the guys from Finland. Uh, if you want to check out their website, please check it out. That's T A O M. Go and have a look at their stuff. You know, their chalk speaks for itself. Um, you know, they do hats, t shirts, gloves. Please go and check it all out. And then also to Potters, um, we've got upcoming flyers. tonight. We've got one tonight, you know, I think it's full, but please go down and have a drink and enjoy it. They're always great nights. They always go on till, you know, till late and it's it's always a good laugh. They've got one on the 16th of September as well. And then there's a competition on the 24th of September. I'm not sure if there's any spaces left. If there is, please talk to Vinnie Loden. Um, I've just been informed that there are spaces left. Uh, please speak to Vinnie, get yourself in it. It's always a great day. It's always a good laugh. It goes on a long time. Um, it's always a good laugh until you crash out in the first round like I did in the last one. And then it's not a good laugh. Um, also, Potters are bringing out Potters Cues that will be a new website for all cues, cases, you know, towels. They've got a lot going on with Potters Cues. It's all looking very good. I believe it's being launched this Sunday. I could be wrong, but please give it a check out. You know, if you need a cue or you need anything doing please speak to the guy at Potters because you won't you won't be disappointed. It's all top-notch stuff. Um, from me, it's goodbye. From Jimmy, I'm sure it's goodbye as well. Have a good weekend. I hope the weather picks up a little bit. But thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next week when we have Darren Skippy Madden on the show. Tune in for a cracker. Thank you very much. This show is part of Microbrew Radio, Burton-on-Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores, or just say, Alexa, play Micro Brew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks. <laughs>